Look, when you pluck a fruit, wait till it rises before you eat. Don't eat on ripe fruit. Go and ask your grandfather. Hello and welcome to Keeping It Two Virgils, a new podcast with myself, Yinka, Frank, and Joseph, where we invite you each week into one of our late night conversations. This is the first episode. Enjoy listening. Go and search C O C H L E A R. You let someone in. Sorry, sir. Why did you use it? That's in the sentence. Because I was talking about my AirPods and it was too loud for my eardrums and my cochlear. And you couldn't get so, it was too loud for the, ear, the eardrums. Yeah. Because we are, a, I'm a young black educated man. <laughs> so, right. So when you start speaking, you're. So I think it's because of the. Um... <laughs> when I started about using my white voice. <laughs> no, don't lie. You might have a white voice as well. I don't have Is a white that... voice. Why are you capping, bro? You have a white voice. I just told you. Okay, no, no, no. Don't, don't try to twist it on me, bro, because I'm not equated no. talking white with smartness. But you just have a white voice. All the time. I speak like this to everyone. But okay, who's got the who's got the whitest voice here? I think it's Jinka. No. It's not me though. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> It's not me. 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 What do you consider a white voice? Mm. What do you consider a white voice? Mm. I think what, what people usually consider a white voice is... Uh, that one. That you're it's not... <laughs> I think what people consider a white voice. Like... <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. What I was saying is that I think most people... Mm. So sort of equate white voice with some having a good sense of intellect. You know Stop what I mean? qualifying all this thing. I said, what, what do you, you just... What do what I think you? about white voice? Yeah, what oh, do you okay, think about good... white voice? Not some people, most people. Now, I was, trying to, I was trying to use that to get to my point, sort of stare towards my point, but I get what you, I'm going to answer my, my point of view from that. Uh, uh-huh. What do I think about white voice? It's crazy, you know, because sometimes, sometimes I feel like it's needed. It's needed in some industry. For example... And certain institutions. What like are you talking about? No, no, no. I, no, I'm not talking about. Bro. I said, what do you consider <laughs> a white voice? Not what question? No, no, no. I, I, I thought you said what do I, what, what, I thought you said what do I think about what I'm like? What do you you white voice. White voice to you, gosh. What do I consider a white voice? Is it someone that? Nah, you just know it when you hear it, isn't it? Mm. Like you just know it when you hear it. Everyone knows what a white voice is. Mm. Like you just know it when you hear it. Mm. Wow. What? What I was saying, what I said, what I think about the use of white voice is that although it's like why it seems kind of racist to sort of equate talking white with a good sense of intellect, and that sort of admits that black people don't speak that that nicely, you know what I mean? And I think it's a bad thing, but sometimes I do feel I do feel like it's it's needed in certain in certain in certain industries. For example, being a lawyer. Even certain institutions like institutions like sixth form education, university, I feel sometimes you need to sometimes you need to have a white voice. What no, do you think? No, I don't think because I think so as well. Mm-mm. No, so you, you, can... might, you might you might you might jump in on me like that. You can just <laughs> and it will soften. Your voice will naturally soften, but of course the white voice. Like, 
Okay, we haven't actually. Okay, I don't think we have the same definition of a white voice. Then, what's your definition of a white voice? Like talking white. What's your definition? White voice. I think a white voice is a voice coming to white men. Eh? What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Let me just drink on. Fact, what do you think a white voice is? Because you have a fucking white voice. I don't care. First of all, I'm European. It makes sense if I would have to have a white voice. Yeah. <laughs> this guy always <laughs> giving Germany accolades. Yeah, I don't have a white voice. My voice is. My natural voice is just not so black that when I speak intellectual, it may come What do you mean so up. black? What do you mean oh so black? <laughs> what are you talking about, Frank? You sound so you know stupid right now. You know why? Because the black voice, where are most black people from? They're from ends. <laughs> I, no, Frank, I can't believe I'm hearing this from you, bro. <laughs> I actually can't believe it, Frank. Frank, expect it way better from you. Frank, you're even mad right now. I need to take it easy, otherwise I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I can't afford to lose it. Frank is actually sick at basketball, you know, like proper sick at basketball. Like, oh, <laughs> you. Bro, I've seen you play. Don't, don't ask me how you, you know, bro. I've seen you play, yeah. fam. Sports day. Mm. Um, you know, sports on Tuesday. I'm glad that you didn't choose that. But anyways. <laughs> Touche. Very good, very good. <laughs> anyway, um, I was basically trying to say that, like, and even the support from your parents. Because when I feel like you go for stuff that's that risky, you need support from your parents or support from someone mm. to, mm. to like just give you that confidence to work extra hard. Whereas if you don't that have positivity, any, yeah. If you don't have any sort of support, like you feel like am I even really good? It's like in relationships when you want But do you do you really do you, do you really need that in your parents though? I feel like some you, parents aren't educated enough to know what what certain people's life life goals are or life dreams are. And when I say that for example, like my parents don't know anything about my education. Never, ever. But they just, they just know what they have a sense of what it's about, but they don't actually know the intricacy of it. And I appreciate mm. that. Like they don't they don't know about GCSE, they don't they don't know about A levels, but again, about, so I can't rely on my for sorry. Like, so I can't I can't I can't place my I can't place my source of positivity in terms of education on my parents because they're not fully they're not fully educated enough on what I need to be or what I need to stay positive about. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so they, never... they do to some sort of what? if you bring an A star to your parents. No, they don't my, okay, my, my parents are different to your parents. This is what I mean for um, perspective. Huh? What do you mean? So if you bring an A you'll think it's my parents my, my is, mom my mom what? don't know what A levels is. She doesn't know what GCSE is either. And so does my dad. But the nurse education and the know I'm doing all right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think that's what's important. The fact that they know you're doing all right in there. Because you just want your parents to, to like, to say, well. No, nah, money's not on the, no, this picture clearly, but I'm, like, you know, man, like, people do, like, for example, I think it was after GCSC times, but sort of positivity on my parents. If they don't know what I need to be positive about in each aspect, for example, educational aspect with GCSE now, the only time my mom ever really knew that I was good at not good. I mean, she always knew I was. I never took school. I never messed about in school. But 
the only the only the only the only well done I got from my parents was I well done, man, you did good at GCSE. And that was it. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, so how did science go? How did maths go? How did this go? They don't know the intricacy of it. Does that make sense? So I can't uh, really go to them to try to stay positive about my education. Because they don't know they don't like, know what I need to be positive about. Because I remember when I wasn't doing well in English and my dad was saying that the sole reason was because I don't read newspapers. But <laughs> yeah, my, see, my, my dad won't say that. My dad is different, bro. Because yeah, my dad but, don't know, innit? No, that's not a reason that I'm doing bad in English, that I'm not reading newspapers. They don't have any... Sense, though. How does it make sense? Well, reading newspapers will, reading newspapers will definitely help you get better at English. Maybe your spelling. I swear down, bro. Maybe your spelling. Even watching movies makes you better at English. Did you this know that? Where I was going wrong in GCSE was my spelling. Allow it, man. Oh, <laughs> GCSE, GCSE. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I was talking about that. I just meant in general, like in general. Of course, actually, you know, spelling does contribute to getting a good GCSE. No, it now. Of course it does. Come on. Who doesn't? Spag. Spag was... Yeah, spag. Spag. <laughs> spag was such a small percentage. Your turning point in life was in year nine. My turning point in life was in year nine? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> what, what, was, what do you think my turning point was in life? Can you see, can, can, can you hear the stupid internet that this uncle has? Benson, can, when was your... Well, my internet bugging. <laughs> this guy's... <laughs> All right, let me ask my question. It's my internet, man. Peck of fucking internet. I had to change my Wi-Fi. Someone even came up... I had to change my Wi-Fi from... <laughs> You know when you're FaceTime in the Bay as well? Like, nah, it's you, man. It's not me still. <laughs> I don't know you're talking about. Oh, you might have known that was there. Nah. You know that was there? You don't know that was nah. there? Oh, fair enough. I know FaceTime like that. that but anyways, back to the point before we get lost on a tangent. Dinka, where do you think my turning point in life was? Wow, wow, wow. This is, wow. It's a big question. Wow. Crazy, uh, it's a crazy question. Because I have no background, little background. I think I've known Inca since... When did we, when we were 12 years old, right? That like is seven times. Mm. But me and Inca were really friends. <laughs> yeah, because just, just it was cool. Just it was cool kids, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm never a cool kid. Uh, uh, like, isn't it crazy, fam? The, the people you start... Even, even six or more as well, like, the people you start off with being friends with, like you're seven... You don't you, you don't become friends with them in like in the last last like I don't think that works in Peckham though. Of that academic. When did you change? I don't know when I said I'm asking you as a person that knows me. Just when did you change? What made you change? Why are you giving me therapy, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, move on, man. Move on, move on. Give me therapy. The errors of your way, or did you just decide by yourself? <clears throat> it's time. Okay. Now let's go to Frank. Frank, when did you do you feel like you've had a change in your life? Like a moment, a point of a focal point. Ever changed? I think. I don't know with this. You're going all philosophical with shit. (laughs) I don't think I changed. I I just feel like I just choose different things, lose people, gain people. Mm, mm, Nice. That point, you know. I thought. Do you know what I'm confused about? I've got a question. Why do people keep 
bad friends. So when I say bad friends, like friends that you wouldn't really want to be like, or like they don't really bring anything good to your life. Ah, uh, that's a good point, you know. Brilliant. On, I think on Twitter the other day I saw someone post, uh, if you ain't if you ain't doing this in life, you're not my friend. Blah blah. And oh, yeah, a, yeah. There's one yeah, about like the girl posted something about like yeah, if you're yeah. if you're 30 and you're single, we can't be friends. I was like, like oh yeah, and if you're 30, you're single, if you're 30 and you haven't got this amount of you haven't got this stuff, you're not doing well, blah blah. Why are we friends? And there was a lot of backlash to that. And I think I sort of agreed with the agreed with the backlash. Like, why do we always put value on people? Like there's always a sense, like an, a degree of value attached to people. And why do we do that? Like, why can't you know we just live? My opinion is you're a product of your environment. Where you surround yourself, you'll become. I said that's me. But why, why are you using other people's lives as a way to motivate your own life? It's not about motivation. It's about your environment. And because if you're there, your friend. Yeah, I, your... I get that. But I don't think that you have. No, I get the point of, well, of course, your product environment you succeed if if you're around I get that point but I guess the point I'm trying to make is okay what didn't really what the thing that didn't really sit well with me was that we sort of see human beings I mean we attach a certain value to them and then it becomes this whole idea of transactioning with them like you give me this like you offer me some form of motivation therefore I'm going to keep you in my life you don't like for example you don't offer me any sort of motivation so why am I still with you we see humans as a form of transaction. Does that make sense? But what's the point? Like, if, if, if the people you're hanging around with, they didn't offer anything to you, what's the point? Is, is that not just... Uh, no, because some, some people, some people take ages to grow, don't you think? Like, because you grow, because you, you've you grown so quick as a, as a human being or as a person and your character's improved, all that sort of stuff. I think we, I think it's fair that we give more people... I think some people might need more time and it's only fair that we give them more time. Does that make sense? an extent like we don't i don't expect everyone to like sort of be at a certain amount of growth level in their character or in their life in general i think that would be unfair to do because everyone's got different growing stages everyone's got different childhood way of i mean everyone's got different childhood trauma everyone's got different different things they're dealing with so i don't expect everyone to be to be grown even i got got a point i got a point because we're talking about for example in my friendship group we've got this person that's always doing a gang life that person deep in the gang life, deep in the gang life. And we're thinking to ourselves, and like, it's lost, it's lost. We're thinking to ourselves, okay, this guy is surely like, come on, do better. You can do better than this. Like, he's our friend, childhood friend, you know what I mean? I grew up together since you're seven, but now he's going sort of staring into the gang life. And we're here to ourselves saying, bro, that's not the way forward, man. You know the way forward, blah, blah. But then it's a case where I can't really blame him for being in the gang life. And I say that right. because. First of all, there's reasons why I think it's in a gang life. Mm. Oh, clearly that isn't a gang life. He's lost a lot of family members due to gang activity. And it's a case where he sort of wants to get revenge. Now, although that's not the way forward, I understand. Does that make sense? Like, I haven't been through the trauma that he's been through. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not can I just say, I'm not encouraging gang life. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I understand his pain. I understand why he's chose that lifestyle. And I can't sit here and judge in my own little privileged lifestyle in some sense. So yeah, you're, saying, you're saying you're not dropping him as a friend because you understand yes. where he's coming from. Yes, I think you have to understand where people are coming from. Everyone has a different childhood. 
And all these little things that we did as little kids or things that we experienced as little kids shapes us to who we are. No. Of course it does. I'm being but sarcastic. It's like, that's such a basic point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very good, <Yeah>. very good. <laughs> anyways but it doesn't mean that you have to now babysit him through maybe not babysit maybe not babysit but like for example send word of encouragement but don't either i don't believe in cutting people off at all together but as a friend i don't think i can be friends with someone okay. that actually that's your point there of course of course yeah because you said about growing would you if you were a 25 year old and you're single, would you go out with a girl that she hasn't got everything together, like what you're looking for, but I she's point of view. Like, you're waiting for her to grow. I don't see it. Like I feel like everyone should like relationship though. No, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's funny. Come on, you can't be serious. You're saying that a relationship a relationship is the same as a friendship. Like yeah, because with me, like when I when I like when I look at my friends, like the people that I can say, oh, I'm I can see these people being in my life for forever. It's like when you get in a relationship, I think that's the same kind of thing you want to feel towards the person. It's like I can see this person being in my life for 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 like a mm. long time. Like it might not be forever, but for a long time. So in yeah, that, but, but when you say when you say that, I think that's a lazy point. Sorry, I think when you say that you can be with someone for a long time. So therefore that I mean you can be with a friend for a long time so that, and you can be with a, a partner for a long time those things are totally different because being with a partner for a long time that's like you're living with a partner most likely you're spending more hours with your partner more likely you're doing things together like buying a mortgage together yeah. having kids together that's different to spending friends like being with a friend. we understand that it's amplified like everything is amplified in a relationship however yes. there's still importance so like if you're 30 years old are you still going to be friends with the GM you never know. When I say friends, maybe not like in my immediate circle, but I'll still, I'll, I won't cut them off completely. I didn't say cut them off. I said we're talking about friends. Yeah, I think our idea of friends are different. I will never agree on this because I think our, our idea of what of what we see friendship as or the word friends is very different. Like what I see friends as and what I see friends, am I making a, am I making a point? When I, look at friends, when I look at friends, it's different. I've got many you have to you have to explain what you mean what what what's your definition of friends then my definition of friends mm. i've got friends that are in my immediate circle like for example like group chats like for example free group chats group chat of four or five those are friends and i've got friends that i'm not in group chats with but i've still got mad love for them like facetime friends <laughs> Does that make sense? I got, see, I can't, I can't, I can't go into details because it's too much. Not, can I just say, you sound very to... moist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was there. <laughs> so the definition of friends is a person with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, typically one exclusive of sexual or family relations. Mm. Do you go on diction? Do you go on Google right now to tap that? Up? <laughs> well, of course, I did. one has a bond of mutual affection, mutual. As in, you so really like each other as people. So when you were talking about transactions, this is what I mean yeah. by friends or different to friends. I don't think you guys are getting my point. And I don't, I don't think I can sort of pass it across as well. I'm not doing a good job at doing that. No. I just no. think you don't want to say that you're not friends with someone. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> but the thing is, I am friends with someone, but I'm not friends with someone, with that person. Does that make sense? 
also something i was talking debating about recently is is there like different levels of love do you think you can love someone more or less like in a relationship mm-hmm. or do you think they're just one entity so once you love them you love them and it's the same love throughout the entire thing that's a good question Right. Yeah. So basically, I was saying that you can. It's just one entity. But then, but then I sort of said you can gradually fall out of love with someone, which kind of sounded like you can love someone a bit less than before. But then, is this like think- a, is this like a like a relationship or like a friendship? Relationship, you said. I know, but like like a sexual relationship or like a friendship relationship. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, it's, a, it's a, you know like it's just friend. I think he was talking about a sexual one. Okay, a romantic relationship. Do you remember what Mr. Lane said? That was agape, coitus. Yeah, agape is just love for everybody, isn't it? Oh, eros. Yeah, eros is a sexual one. All right, okay. Anyways, carry on, man. We just... Why do we divert so much, man? What's going on, man? What's all this now? Because it's, it's 12 midnight. It's natural, Joseph. Unlike... Um, so when I read of the... the, the, the <laughs> transactional... Uh, banter, banter. So Joseph, where did you get this transactional term from? I've heard it I knew it could have come at me. I knew it. I was seeing it. <laughs> I heard it before. It was very familiar. When... No, shout out to Ali Abdal and the man there. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Give him a little accolade where it's due. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I knew it was going to come at me. I knew it. I was like, this guy's coming for me. It's fine. Anyways, do I think do I think that you, um, you can, I mean, love is just a definite entity. When you're in a relationship with someone, or is it something that gradually increases or decreases? Um, I can I could sort of answer it for a friendship, but I don't know because relationship is different. Because no, but why is it different in fights? Why is it different? Because you're romantically involved with people with, with someone like different yeah. hormones are involved. Does does like the the I don't know. Does the sex part of it, does that change everything between... Yeah, I think it does, you know. I, 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 I think it does. I mean, Frank, what do you think? <laughs> virgin. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh, nah. Why are you shouting? Because <laughs> if you want to start shouting, shout your how many non-virgin activities you've been doing. <laughs> 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 Like that. You, when it was no, kind of... it doesn't hard to play with it, but I feel like you can love someone even in a friendship, but just like I feel like the likeness of them changes, but the love is a particular entity, and you rub, you either have it or you don't, and like I don't think it can be increased or decreased. I think you just start disliking certain things about someone you love to the point where you stop, you don't love them anymore. Can I just say, it's been twice where you sort of went at it from a reverse angle, saying you start from like 100% love and then it goes down. Like, are you right, bro? 
Because it's easier to say that instead of like going up like it's love. Because then what's stopping you from saying I love a person immediately as a really, really small, negligible amount? Okay, so you think when you love someone, that's 100% of lightness? No, no, not really. I feel like you start to like something so much to the point where... You can't be liked no more. So that's love. That's what you're trying to say. No, because there's always room for more lightness. So you, are you saying there's no room for more hating, but there's more room for more liking? I'm so confused now. <laughs> I sound so drunk. I feel like you. <laughs> I feel like you guys are just. Are you guys drunk? No, you just. You just. Hey man, get with the wavelength, man. Flipping up. Get with the wavelength and the frequency and the. Uh, what else is in that equation? The amplitude and the. <laughs> oh, wavelength, frequency, and velocity. Um, Oh, I don't know that one. That was physics. Them one there. Yeah. Them ones there, fam. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Frank, as I was saying, so you you said that when you like someone, so you so what percentage what percentage of the likeness would you equate it to love? Do you know is and no, I, I don't understand that because it's not really a mathematical equation where you can work out when you're going to love someone. But anyways. What I also heard was that love like isn't. That. What the hell? <laughs> of course not. But what I also heard was, love isn't a feeling; it's a choice. <laughs> and so you choose to love people. Choose to love people. Do you agree? So I agree that you choose to love to love people, even your partner. You choose to love them. It's not as I much. Think as... You do you know? Oh, I don't think you choose to love people. I, I think, think you do. I think you do because, for example, when you when you're with a part when you're with a partner. Actually, no. There is sometimes there isn't. I mean, there might be certain occasions where you're like, "Oh, flipping! Oh, I love this girl," but there isn't. It's not like you feel any different when you finally realize, "Oh, I love this girl." There's nothing. There's nothing magical that clicks within you. You just made. A, you just made a decision to say, "Okay, I think I might love this girl," and then you start finding more reasons to like her, and then that itself is making a choice into loving her. Does that make sense? No, but. No, kind of, kind of, yeah, it does, it does, kind of. But, for example, nah, I don't know what I'm saying. Um... <laughs> no, I don't, I don't agree. I don't think you choose, to, I don't think, it's sort of, I don't think you choose to love someone. Like, it's something that just happens naturally. Like, you are, like, it, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see a way where you can construct yourself into loving someone. Because you know, it's, not, it's, not, it's not an emotion that humans have control over. It's like... Oh, because what's it called? For example, can you love someone and cheat on them? Yeah, a hundred percent. Are you sure? Yeah. If you can love someone and cheat on them, I don't think you can. It's like a lot of people cheat, but not because they they they're evil or something. It's just like they're just human. What? <laughs> <laughs> that is a. Yo, it's time to stop. <laughs> no more. No, I'm honest because I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the people, stories I've heard and stuff. But like, naturally, I don't think anyone. Well, I don't think a lot of people cheat because they're trying to be evil to the the people they love. Like, after cheating, they they feel terrible about it. And I think that's that's what that's that's the most important thing that marks someone who. Who is? Who well, it's is, a conscious decision to cheat, though. It's very conscious. Very it's conscious decision. 
So you know exactly what you're doing, and you've made that Three. choice. So what are you talking about, bro? I, you can um, be in love. It's like okay, let me let me use a very a very um. No, wait, first, would you take back your partner if they cheat on you? I think yeah. I answered this question once. Uh, I think I'm gonna go back on <laughs> it. I think I don't think I can. No, I don't think I can get back with someone after cheating on me. But I think I can at the same time. The but, only way is if there's children involved. And but that's I'm saying, no- I'm saying when you've got so much invested already that you see all these couples on the internet now, for example, who was it? Like, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of partners, people out there, a lot of partners or relationships or couples, whatever you want to call it. That sort of something happens, like there's some form of um, unfaithfulness happens, and they still stay inside the relationship. And I understand because, like, you've got too, too much to lose. Like, yeah, that's rubbish. so rubbish. You're now staying because you just don't want to start again, essentially. Bro, that happens. You don't want to. Basically, yeah, happens, but it's rubbish because that relationship is now void. If okay, then pose you a question, Ginko and Frank. If you're forties, God forbid, and then something happens, or your wife decides to move mad, if you want, <laughs> you really want to start again, like that's a good point. Like, would you want to start again if, at fifty or forty-five? You got no, kids. Eating at fifty. Why you not? Know, why not? I mean, forties, forties. Wait, what are you trying to say? Like, you, you we can't... live, up, we live up to a hundred this day. So that's like you're just at the half wave of your life. So you're taking a piss, bro. No, do you know why? Because if they cheat at you on forty, then they've either been cheating f- throughout, or if they now choose to cheat at forty, there's something that they just they don't like you anymore. They don't like you at all. I think they don't. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, let, let me let me give it a little context. At 40 now, they've done a little wild, they've had a little wild night out. They thought, oh shit. Wild night at 40, Joseph. Okay, man, no, I'm just giving a context. My context is bad. I'm okay. I, I, I'm not giving any context. Frank, are you are you are you planning to be some old person by 40? 40 is still young. What do you oh, mean? You're 40 40. Now, 40. Frank and Link, why are you, you guys, no, no, first, no, first I, of all, 30 is your prime. 40, ah, you're starting to calm it down. Like, you're setting it down. If I see you in the club at 40, I'm thinking you own the club. Nothing less. <laughs> Nothing less. This is redu- ridiculous so that you're going to the club at 40. So when you're 40, you just be sitting at home and watching TV. That's your life. You know, there's so many things you can do at 40. You can do, go traveling. You can do all of these things. You don't have to be in a club at 40 trying to wine control what 19 year olds. <laughs> it's scary. Nah, if you go to adult club, don't make it sound like that. If you go to adult club, 40 year old club, they're gonna yeah, carry- you won't be going to X or Y or something like that. You're club. not going to you're not going to young people club. You go to you know. Yeah, and that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the question. Would you guys get back with a partner that's cheated at the age of 40? And I think a lot of people would due to the fear of starting again. The only reason is if children is involved. Because I feel like the important... Like, you could invest in a lot of things together. Like, have a no, I... together. Like, finance, I... getting all jumbled up together. Huh? I think that's the only investment that I would stay yeah. because... Well, stay, stay as a as a like partner or stay in the marriage. No, as a partner because I feel like it's still toxic when 
No, I was still in a marriage. You stay in a marriage, so you let you, so you you forgive your wife cheating. I thought you that. It's I love my children too much to alter their lives in such a. That's crazy, bro. Because you're never marrying your wife for your wife anymore. You're marrying your wife for your kids. Which is so sensible compared to loving your wife. No, be staying with your wife for a house or or because of time or all of these other these other things. What angle are you coming from now still? So so okay, let me pose this question to you. Why do you what's what's what do you think are the common purposes of marriage? And which one do you agree with agree with the most? Purposes. Yeah, of marriage. And some people marry from people marry for love. Some people marry for stability. Some people marry. There's a lot of reasons why people marry. Some people marry to have kids because they don't, they don't want to have kids outside of wedlock, and they feel like that might be a dysfunctional family. I think this common reason for marriages is to just tick a box of life. Thinking how you 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 I like your points today. Still, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. I love it a lot. I, I thought marriage is redundant what? at this point in time, especially with like the vows and stuff, and like where you promise someone. Because my standpoint is that every single day you can wake up at next to someone without having to get married to them and know that this person, I promise today that I'm going to do everything in my power to love that person. And Every single day until the day that that changes, you can promise that, but you can't promise it as like a, an everlasting thing. Like you can't say till death do us pass because, because. Well, surely, surely, surely if you love human. My point is this, if we're human and we will make human mistakes, we can try our best not to, but it's something. This question like, is cheating a conscious decision then? So you can't say we're human. You can't it's say we're human. So therefore, cheating is allowed. No science and science, like it's your conscious. If you're conscious, like, you're cheating. I'm with you, man, bro, I'm with you. I'm against Inca because Inca's saying that, like, you can't come. You can't commit to someone for the rest of your life because you're humans. So there might be so, because I, I think generally, like you guys are all, you're still on this cheating thing. But cheating is not the only thing that breaks up of a relationship. Like okay. sometimes, like the person you're with will change. Sometimes things will happen in their lives that that will mean they will need you so much more desperately that they've ever needed you in the whole relationship. And in, and when that happens a lot of people get scared and they're like, oh, this is not the person I fell in love with. But that is the person you fell in love with. But you were ma- you were making all these promises under false pre- pretenses of who, who you think they are. But then now that their real self is coming out as a result of something something tragic that happened to them during your relationship or like, I don't know, or like a traumatic experience that they, they're now like finally dealing with, you yeah. feel like, this is not the person I got I, I got married to or this is not the person I promised things to. That is another thing that breaks up family. Hey, that's so true as well. You know, I see that. I see that happen a lot. For example, the, like in the group chats, like in boys group chat. Um, <laughs> for example, boys group chat, like boys would come up to the group chat or maybe I've seen that happen in certain friendship groups. And and some it might be like a girl is telling them all this situation about, oh, I'm going through this. I'm going through that and I'm going through I'm having a really tough like girls just try to prophesy to you that they're having a really hard time 
And once they start doing that, a lot of times, boys get scared away. I'm, I'm talking about boys our age. Like, they get scared away because thinking, I'm not dealing with that. Like, I've got my own demons to deal with. To deal with. Mm. You know what I mean? But when they did, when they weren't complaining and prophesizing about going through hard times, prophesizing is the wrong word. But continue. I know. I don't want to say. <laughs> now, prophesizing is not the wrong word. Are you buzzing? No. Yeah, why, why, why are they prophesizing? That you, you're prophesizing well, means you say something. Oh shit! Is the wrong word. God damn. Oh, it's okay. Just stick to slang. Uh, whatever. And did you get my point? When you're comfortable, I mean, let me let me just restart, man. Let me restart. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Some girls would say something like, "Oh, I've been raped before. Oh, my dad has died. My mom has died." And like a couple of boys would be like, "Ah, I, I don't can't talk to her. I don't talk to her anymore." Does that make sense? I think you should. You're allowed to do that, though. Sometimes when girls confess the difficulties they've been through. In life in general, it could be, for example, they've been through a form of sexual assault, of they or they've lost a family member, or they've gone through some form of adversity in life. But when they confess that to boys, I feel like boys do tend to run away from that. And I don't know if there's a lot of boys. I don't know. I can't quantify the amount of boys, but some well, boys what? run away from that. I I don't think I don't think it's just a boys thing, and I don't think it's just a girls thing. I think it's just a it's, it's an everybody thing where. Um, you, when you start a relationship, it's all fun, fun and games. Everyone's laughing, showing mm-hmm. teeth, and everything. But like at some point, life is gonna slap someone in the face. And when it does, if you truly love, as you say, you love someone, you must be ready for that. You must be ready for them to be their worst self, to be like. Well, how their- can you? How can you possibly prepare to meet um to sort of be with? Okay. You've met that's someone. What, that's what I'm saying. Love is not a thing that you can consciously do. Like you love, you fall in love with someone, knowing all these things are going to happen, knowing that they can be a demonic person. Like hey, now you, know, you know what? You know what now, I love because when they do tell you those stuff, you then choose to be there for them and still care for them and all of these other things. So then there's then a choice to love. Whereas if it's a feeling, is it still that you love them even though you ran away from that situation? And do you know what it is? Do you think a lot of relationships start with them already loving each other beforehand? So I feel like relationships, they occur much faster and then you find that you love them in the relationship, whereas like maybe before you love them before that you entered the relationship. Mm. I don't know, it's a tricky one, you know? Because I don't know... I don't know how you can love someone without meeting them at their worst. Does that make sense? Because what's their worst? Their worst is only the last worst. Like you can keep on having worse and worse and worse. Oh, so when... love that. Hey, that was good. That was good. Oh, wow. yeah. Come on. That was good. Give that man a mouth. Wow. But... <laughs> But would they really confess their worst to you? Like, do you think when you get into a relationship or start talking to someone, you really get into your like tell them your last worst period? No, I I don't think you have my question. I said Do you know why? Do you know why I heard Chaser? What? I heard tell me your 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 last worst period. <laughs> no, 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 no,
I think, do you think you can ever love someone without knowing the worst? No, no. Back, no, let me rewind. Let me rewind. That's my question. My question is, when you get into a relationship with someone, do you feel like you already know the worst? And do you feel like you're comfortable enough telling each other your worst? No, I'm fucking hell. Shut up, Jason. When you get into a relationship with someone, mm. Relay, do you relay. feel like you both know, know each other's worst moment already? Or do you think that has to be a mandatory thing that like you both talk to each other about your worst moment before you get together? I only think it's mandatory to like, like I have um, an opinion on entering relationships with, with wounds. So like, for example, if they've been cheated on in the past relationship, it's, it's different if it's a wound or if it's a scab. So a wound would be something that affects you in your next relationship because like a wound you can't do as much as you can if it's just a scab it's just there like it's a reminder but you can still do everything and it's still still quite different but if you enter a relationship with a wound it's going to affect how you think you will just initially not trust the person Mm. and all of those things whereas if it's a scab you you know that you've been cheated on but it's not affecting you in this new relationship. It's all moved on as well. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But Jenny, say like I think it's it's sort of unfair when people have just come out of like one relationship that ended quite like very that ended quite toxically. Is that a word? But when I say it, can I just can I just in right. when I say like do you think it's mandatory to tell each other to tell your partner your worst moment before you get into a relationship? I don't necessarily just talk. I'm talking about. I'm not necessarily talking about past relationships. I'm talking about everything. Yeah. Like, the full story. Yeah. So, like, regard, like, so, what my point is, like, someone who's just left something toxic or like something bad that just happened in their life, and without them having dealt with that as their own person, mm. they then go and seek out for a relationship. Ship. I think that's that. That's quite selfish. Okay. Because, okay. So you just, to say love yourself before you love someone else. Then exactly because it's difficult for you if if you haven't figured out what's going on with yourself, like you're just gonna take that baggage and throw it into someone else's baggage, and we all have our own baggage that we're dealing with. And I don't think it's fair for one person to now come and you know add additional issue into what you're already facing. Why don't you say that? Because I was watching an interview the other day. I think it was by someone called Brene Brown. Like, I, I saw, I was watching an interview. Actually, sort of mentioned the fact that in order, to, in order to, I think, quote unquote, in order to really know yourself, you need to, I mean, you, you find that out in a relationship. Like, interacting with someone on a daily basis sort of helps you find yourself and mm. a much quicker way of finding yourself. Mm. Yeah, go to a cafe, interact with people outside. Then... No, 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 you don't mean, can you guys stop? You guys know that in a relationship, everything's amplified. So can you stop with this old rhetoric of, ah, you're a person yourself in a relationship. I don't think you find out more about yourself. I feel like you just find out. Like, you know how you deal with certain situations. Like, because in a relationship, it's best in you. Like I just like to I just like to clarify that I've never been in a relationship, so I'm just saying this. I'm just chatting to be honest. Frank is a relationship. Mm. <laughs> Sweet one. <laughs> I my life. <laughs> 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 
My nigga. Dr. Antwi. This what a guy. Anyways, carry on. Yeah. So again, you got, I'm back to my question. Do you think that being in a relationship helps you to find yourself quicker than you actually find yourself being single? What do you mean? Fine. When I say that, because we all know that a relationship potentially brings out the worst in you and the best in you. We've all, we all heard that quote. Don't but why are you going to find yourself inside a relationship? I'm not saying me, bro. I'm not saying me. I'm saying that's a general thing that I heard. And that was a viewpoint that I heard. I'm just trying to hear your perspective on it. I don't think that's true. Because I just feel like you just learn, you unlock like how you act in a relationship. So maybe you learn how you are in a relationship. But I don't think you learn anything more. I don't think if you come out of that relationship now that you would learn anything now anything more that would help you in your single life but would you agree would you agree that there's certain things as a single person and certain things as being a relationship that aren't mutual at all like there's certain things that you can only do when you're in a relationship when you're in a relationship examples please for example you're somewhat responsible for someone else's feelings at a very very large extent and you're responsible for anyone's feelings. Of course, but in a relationship, everything's amplified. This is what I keep saying. In a relationship... Said that in, I said that first, but anyways, carry on. Well, you get what I mean. Like In a relationship, as you said, everything's more, everything's much is amplified. So you're responsible for someone else's feelings. Whereas when you're single, when you're single, you're responsible for a lot of people's feelings. That's true, but not as much as you would be in a relationship. And that's when you find out about yourself, okay, am I trustworthy enough? To look after someone else's feet, not not trustworthy enough, but am I capable of doing that? And that's, so that's, a bit that's, that's why we have friends because, like, that's the first practice that we have. It's like, if practice? you, oh, you think, oh my goodness, did you, did you just say that friendships are a practice for relationships? That's <laughs> not, not, <practice>, not <laughs> practice in the sense of like something that you need to do, it's like practice as in. Hey, I better start hitting on my, my, my friends that are girls. <laughs> it's an opportunity to be to, to see how much of a decent person you are. Like, it's an opportunity to know if, like, uh, can you keep a secret in, a, in in your friendship group? Can you, if your friend is going through something, like, how much are you? How much are you there for them? I'm not hearing this. I'm not hearing this, bro. You're not telling me that friendship is a way to sort of. To sort of, um, sort of, not what's the word? Because, no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying this because you're saying I'm you're not, going I'm into. I'm hearing that though. I don't agree you're with saying, that. You're saying you're going into a relationship in order for you to find all of this stuff out, like how you would no, handle handle these situations. But a situation that's already happening in friendship groups without the sex, the sexual activities that come with relationships. Okay, let me get back to what you said. You you basically said in a nutshell that friendships are sort of like a starting point for relationships right that's the, that's the idea that you had that's a I'm very thinking, that's a very violent summary of it but sure pop up. to an extent that's what you said and i'm telling and i'm i'm saying i'm protesting that that there is no that you can't compare something to a relationship you can't compare friendship to a relationship bro the feelings that are much more amplified you can't you can can you you can't you can't Okay, there's, there's, there's things with my friends that, for example, okay, hear this, 
That's what I mean. Relationships in relationships, feelings are amplified. One of say, imagine one of my friends that are girls now. One of my girl, my friends are girls. She's done something that that sort of irritates me a bit. I won't really get angry. Like I won't get angry, but if so, if someone, if my girlfriend does something and she knows exactly the what I like, what I don't like, all that sort of stuff, there, like I think I would sort of be more anti choose my word carefully here, and I'll be sort of. I'll be more disappointed if my girlfriend lets me down compared to if my friends let me down. That's the word I'm going for. Disappointed. Then I don't think that that you're. That's not. I don't see. Maybe that's not friendship then, because like, I know for myself, like if Princess was to do something that disappointed me, I'm gonna yeah. let her know that she's done something that disappointed me. Like equally, if I, I do something that. Why do I? Okay, this is what I mean. Like friendship groups are different. Like if so, if for example, if I was to call, not even call someone, because I don't know. Like I'm not in a relationship myself, but. If I was to call with my friend, for example, one of my friends are a girl that I called her now, and she didn't pick up or something like that, I'll be disappointed. But if <laughs> no, you know what I mean, man. You know what I mean. Man. Okay. Okay. Like, you're <laughs> nah, nah, okay, not phone calls. You're making me look like a waste right now. <laughs> phone calls. Just go run to the house to go help, watch me help me out. Help me out here. What What's the one thing that we get disappointed a lot with with our friends? No, like I can understand where you're coming from. I feel like, like, no, if... and the the point the the point that was made is that you can compare friendships to relationships, and friendships are a starting point to relationships. And I was saying no because feelings in relationships are much more amplified. For example, you're much more disappointed with your partner than you are disappointed with just a friend if something that you don't really like happens. And I was trying to, for example, to add to that. And a phone call was a really bad example because that's too that's, that's way too trivial. But if I think you Frank, can you help me out here with an example that friendship yeah. is going to give? Um something you'd be more disappointed if your partner did. Yeah, compared to just a friend. Oh, uh, if they were late to me and you or something. Yeah, for example, late for late, yeah, that one. You, 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 you're very late, you could you're a late person, but you never see me getting angry at you because you're just a friend. Um but, but if my girlfriend, if my if my girlfriend like we organize organize a date to somewhere, she's like just late. I used from to be reason. a late person, Joseph. I well, used to be. Your pencils on you. So like, yeah. if your friend, like, I'll be, your, I'll be, I'll be sort of lit upset. You know what I mean? Well, just a friend that like, be like, okay, don't like, don't be there next time. Something like that. You know what I mean? I'll just be annoyed, but I won't, I won't be as disappointed as I am in my partner. But why though? Because I expect the best from my partner. But then, why would you expect the best from your friends as well? Like, what's the point of you having friends? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't have said that. I shot myself in the foot there. No, I okay. Maybe I can carry on. So it's like, like you may see them being late or counted on you as they don't really care that much about the relationship, and because. I feel like it's because of the quantity and, and stuff. So with a partner, you only have one partner. So the quantity is just one. Whereas friends, because you have more than one friend, if one lets you down, the other could like... The whole friends category is, is okay. And like, whereas a partner... Just one entity. One person is just doing things that are irritating you. Then the whole sort of like... Yeah, so it is. It is placing your best expectation in one person. Yeah, whereas if it's your friend, 
you may not even remember if they were late, whereas all your other friends were on time and then someone else was late at the other time. You kind of see them as one entity, whereas it's even though like, like many- it, that this relationship that you guys are describing sounds very toxic. I'm not going to lie. It's like, just, it's, it sounds like too much responsibility to be placing on one. We're a relationship, yes, but like I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up to come and be someone's like. I didn't. Well, I didn't. You didn't it's, sign up to your partner. It, it sounds too intense. It sounds like, like why are you angry at me because I'm late? Like you don't understand. No, 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 not angry. I said disappointed. Yeah, don't be disappointed with me for being late. You don't know why I'm late. I'm, no, but this is, that's what I'm saying. If it's for a stupid reason, bro. No, like, I am, no, I'm angry because you're late because I really, really wanted to see you. Oh, and now you. you're, late. <laughs> you're, you're late. And now what? You don't want to see me. But we both ran to the to the restaurant. <laughs> bam, there was there. There was the <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> it's the train. You did, did you even run? Did you sprint for the train? <laughs> yes, coming to cancel you guys. You just ah. go and you're talking about the train left. But you want to go that runs for a bus? Jesus, Sorry, again. <laughs> would you want to go that runs for a bus? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> would you want to go? No, that bro, runs for a bus? Please do, bro. <laughs> how, how dare she runs for a bus? How dare she? Wait, wait, would you want to go that runs for a bus? <laughs> I would. That's love. <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to go to also bust? Just bangle on the back. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing it, bro. <laughs> nah, but what if it's running for the bus to come see you, bro? No, I think that's more niche. I don't want my girl running when she's by herself. <laughs> <laughs> if it don't apply, keep moving. Now you block. Him, for example, and then you'll start a conversation with someone. You sometimes you always gravitate to either what you're doing in school or what you do in the workplace. Don't you think? That's because yeah, that's, that, that's how we define who we are. It's like if someone asks you who are like who are you, you start talking about what you do and like because that's Isn't that crazy. Because even at the gym would do that as well, and I think that itself is just signaling that hey, look at me. Mm, oh, yeah, but it is. Well, that's what you spend your time life. Everything we do signaling, I agree with that point actually. Like, what would you say? Like, if I was to ask you, um, um, who are you, Joseph? Like, without talking about what you do and everything, what else are you gonna say? I'm Joseph and I like to, I didn't like, I like to read. That would be a very weird conversation to have with someone in the gym. Does it have to be though? It doesn't have to be a weird conversation about, oh, I like to read this and I like to read that. I mean, because someone know, else is can get there, it can get to that point, but. It can't start from that point. I don't think the first thing you can say to someone is, hi, my name's Joseph. I like, I don't think that. Uh, I don't agree with that. Because why is it that what your workplace is defines who you are the person and defines what your conversation becomes? So you're saying, for example, if someone asks you, oh, what do you do? Well, I teach and I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a teaching assistant, blah, blah. But why does it matter? Why does... Yeah, because that's the question. The question is, what do you do? Well, I do a lot of things. I read. I watch I watch the movies I watch movies wow I, the things I, that I listen to my type of music so it doesn't really know anything about you of course it does the type of music I listen to tells me a lot about me so when someone says what do you do I listen to Lil Baby no <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay okay now imagine something more niche 
Like, imagine an artist more niche, maybe not a little baby, but imagine an artist like, what's a really niche artist? I mean, last night, yesterday, in Yinkov, when he, when he came over, we're talking about this musician, it was Tom Mish or something yeah. like that. But then he's not, I, he's is not an artist, or is he not? Huh? Okay, if I went to someone now, to, I want you guys to give me the, the nichest artist you've ever heard of. My artist is from Australia. His name's Matt. Now, you could imagine if you met someone that also listens to that artist from Australia. Don't you think you connect to one? You have a lot of things to talk about because that artist is niche. Who are you talking about? I'm not saying those conversations shouldn't happen. I'm saying it just can't start from there. Why not? If it start from there, that would be perfect. Like you already met. No, it's not perfect, Joseph. It's weird. It's It's weird. Not weird. I wouldn't say weird. Nothing's weird. Mm. I could just talk us through your conversations on your dates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this guy trying to draw me out. <laughs> yeah, what's your conversation, Jason? You probably like what's the, what's the structure? What's the structure? That's a that's a great question. Man, I don't like talking too much on 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 text, you know. He's just there no. licking. Lick. Mm. Nah, just said 2016, man. I said dates. Dates. That's a funny. That's a we were talking about dates actually. No, nah. we're not. We're talking about everything, anything and anything, really. Guys, I'm not going to lie. We have to draw this to a close. It's very soon. As in, I've got to remember that this is the profoundest, longest so I did today. Anyway, anyways, back to, <laughs> our, back to our saying. What was I saying? I lost my point of focus. You're pretty... He lost his point of I, I have a question for you guys actually. Talking about 2020, right, talking about right, right. what's, the, what's his, the biggest lesson you've learned? He lost his point of focus. Oh wow. Mm. <laughs> well, what's wrong with Sad times. <laughs> it's all right, JJ. All right, it's, I know it's all right. It's always gonna be all right. Anyway, what was it? What was um Jason? Yeah, have you found it? No, it's just me alone. What was the, what was the biggest it, lesson you learned? I, I think it's behind you. Is it now? Behind me? No, in front of me still. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> very good. Anyways, anyways, what was the biggest lesson, lesson you learned in 2020? Biggest lesson you learned in 2020? I think it was my time argument, my... The fact that it's not time stopping me from doing things I want to do. It's priorities. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. That's very that's very brave of you to admit, you know. Yeah. It's not brave. Everyone does do it. <laughs> I think every, everyone's always sort of associating excuses to things. Everyone's always sort of, a, yeah. It's very hard. So it's very hard to accept complacency. Because, like, no, just concluding. So, what have you learned from 2020? <laughs> that everyone's mad and the government's mad. <laughs> yeah. government's mad because I was the government trying to. So, they're saying that the 18,000 cases a day of, of COVID 19. But, yeah, they're trying to. Yeah, I said that. There's 18,000 cases a day, no? I said I saw that earlier on the news. Case as in um, positive tests. Okay, something, something like that. Something like mad. I don't, I don't keep up with the cases like that. You know when we first started keeping up with the cases? I don't do that no more. But 
it's a case where the cases are increasing, like it was mad. But then they're trying to get back to football to open up stadiums. I don't. Yeah. Crazy. Countries beyond. And now, and now, the same government is saying that okay, in science, in GCSE, we all learn that okay, you need to for a new drug to be developed, you need to test on animals, test on people, learn about the long term effect, all of that stuff. But now they're trying to roll out a vaccine that is so rushed within a year to give out yeah. to people. It's necess- It's a necessity. Are you buzzing, bro? It, has, it hasn't been tested on people. But think back to that experiment. Was it the autism one? And the one that had to do with, was it, um, what, what drug is it? Thalidomide. And like, there was sort of association, um, there was, I think there was a correlation, or it wasn't really a co- there, Actually, there was a correlation between those that took the thalidomide and um, those that had autism. Right. Remember there was a like, public uproar about that. Frank, how do I remember this? It's a poor from you. Anyways, there was I, that. That's just, that, that, that always comes up with vaccine as a whole. Everyone always right, but... No, but this one's really specific. Like, I think there was actually a correlation. And every, that's, I think that's what sort of... Correlation doesn't mean causation, by the way. Thank you very much. That's the first thing of math. No, of course oh, not. No. Probability, sorry. Well, anyways, I know that like, correlation doesn't always equal um, causation, and that is true. And that was probably not the case here. But the fact that there was still a correlation, and that's that's all made the public back away from vaccination, saying, "No, how can we trust that?" Blah blah. Anyways, that sort of affected the public's trust. And now it's like, what are they doing? They're going to make it worse by rolling out this vaccine, but yet they're still carrying carrying on with it. Yeah, but they said it's been quite successful so far, and it's they said successful. they were. Yeah, you've only brought that for a year. You don't know the long-term effects. So how can it be successful? A drug is meant to be effective for a long term. If a government backs a drug and they know it's so important, it's not that it will take the same amount of time as a drug that it doesn't is not needed in as many people. But because it's affected in the whole world, like if the government has all its resources in it, it's not going to take the same time as everything else. But the government is not considering the long-term effects that it could have because they haven't tested out the long-term effects. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, if people volunteered and they've sort of tracked the body changes or the body chemistry for like 10 years, I say that, oh, five years or four years, I think that's reasonable enough. But we don't even know because no one, no volunteer has had a drug for over a year. So we don't know what effect it could have on us after, after two years. You know what I mean? But yet they're still making us take it. That I found really, really, really fishy. Not really fishy, just like quite stupid. Did they say what we have to buy force by fire, or is it? Well, it seems like they're going to do that because my guess is, like, before you go to certain places, you need to have a vaccine. That's what my guess will be. You know, as what doctor, even... this is the sign of this is the mark of the devil. This is the mark of a police state. I think. It's the mark of the devil. I think. I think, like, for example, to go to certain workplaces, you probably need to take a vaccine. To go to pubs, to go to stadiums. No. It's a, what is going to happen? I'm not sure. Not for clubs and stadiums, clubs, but like okay, probably stadiums. No, and, maybe balls and stuff like that. Yeah, but like, stadiums, how can you prove it? You can just print a fake certificate. Well, we'll see. Maybe you need to have a. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what form they're going to roll it out in, but I'm sure that a lot of places are going to be mandatory to have vaccinations implemented by the government. And that so 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 off. Everything about that just seems off to me. No, it won't be that because you don't remember you only need herd immunity, really. These men don't even know what herd immunity is. You think Boris Johnson knows knows what herd immunity is? He definitely does. You can't 
This guy has no plan, Joseph. He has no plan. That's what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, the original plan was herd immunity until until like everyone started shouting that it's the wrong thing. I'm exaggerating, boys. Ah, boys, I'm exaggerating. I'm just saying that it's just a confused fellow that says, don't go to the club. Do you guys, do you guys oh, think man. herd immunity would have been, would have been a, a good way out? Say that again? Do you think do you guys think herd immunity would have been a good way to go? I think herd immunity would have been a good way to go. I think you just locked everything off like completely for solid 30 days at the beginning. Everything would have been fine. Mm. Yeah. We, we didn't we did not take lockdown seriously at all. Mm, at the beginning, it was it wasn't that much of a joke. For like streets were empty, stuff like that. Now it's less of a joke. Like people take it less serious. Yeah, it's beyond a joke, man. Like I think the lockdown part two. It's just, a, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Have you not seen that meme? It's a joke. You don't know, you don't know, don't know my memes, man. Anyways, what have you learned from 2020 to finally conclude? To finally conclude, from 2020, I too have learned that people are mad and just want to get angry. And you just have to... Twitter. You just have to look beyond the madness and find the sense. Thank you. Nice. Your minds have found a sense. Those are wise words. Look, be, look beyond the madness and find the sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a piss. <laughs> Everyone's walking wide up and down this year. This Serrano just sent me to sleep. Bro, alcohol makes me sleep as well, you know. I didn't even drink alcohol today. What time is it now? Oh, not bad. Sleep at two. Sleep at seven. Thanks for listening. Until next week, this is Keeping It Two Virgils.